You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with your host, me, Melissa Gonzalez. Today, I'm really excited to have Shai Eisenman on with us as our special guest. She is the CEO and founder of Bubble. For those of you who don't know about Bubble Skincare, you're going to learn a lot more about that today. But tell me a little bit more about Shai because she's truly um, an impressive person. She started Bubble back in 2018, um, but that's not when the magic started. She started at a pretty young age, the age of 15, getting her bachelor's degree and began her career in business at only 16 years old. While she was at school, she worked for up-and-coming high-tech security startup Bullet Plate where she was responsible for new business development. She then wanted to take her experience to the tech world, where she managed compliance and business development for Babylon, a company in the ad tech world. At 21, she then moved to Playtech, the world's largest online gaming software supply traded on the London Stock Exchange. And there she was the CEO of a B2C subsidiary of over 90 employees. And so this was then... Fast forward to now, to 2018, she starts Bubble. So here we are today. Bubble line consists of 12 products that work together to create a complete routine from face cleansers to face masks. But that's not just it. It was born because she saw this gap in the market that she wanted to fulfill within beauty. And with this brilliant background, she's bringing all of that intelligence to this to her company today. So Shai, thank you so much for being with us. Wow, I I don't know what to say after this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and really really am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a really great journey for myself getting to know more about the company. I now have products in my house. I'm using them, but uh, I give a very high-level introduction about Bubble to our audience. So, can you tell us a little bit more about why you founded the company and and a little bit about Bubble Skincare? Perfect. So we created Bubble because even though consumers today are the most advanced generation that ever existed, when it comes to skincare, if you're looking to spend less than $30 per product, or if you are under the age of 30, you truly have no options beyond old school brands um, that haven't evolved in many, many, many years. The beauty industry is one of the most toxic toxic industries in the market. There are over a thousand ingredients that are banned in the EU that are fully allowed to be used in the US. And when you look at the drugstore shelf, when you look at big box retailers, the products on a shelf are usually products that are not great for you. They're not great from the formulations perspective. They're not great from an ingredients perspective. Usually they're not clean and they're not really helping you clear your acne the right way. So we created Bubble to change that. We created Bubble to essentially show consumers that they can have it all. Like they can have best ingredients, best in class formulation, incredible efficacy, incredible experience and packaging, and all at the same time while staying at this, while being at a very affordable price point of an average price point of $15. So we're essentially bringing the quality of prestige to very affordable price point and making it incredibly accessible. Um, And we're currently retailing in over 9,000 doors in North America, including um, Walmart, CVS, and Ulta. This is so exciting. So when you started, you noticed a gap, right, in the market and there really was kind of a blanketed approach to formulation you felt and you wanted to have a more intentional approach, right, to your products. Um, But I do remember hearing at a recent summit, you had a point of view of what that would be. 
And as you got to know your target consumer more, there was actually a lot of learnings. So can you tell us a little bit about your kind of co-creation process you have with your target consumer, how you go about that? And, and then we can go into some of the things you've learned. So about four and a half years ago, we started working on the brand. It started with a lot of online research. And we thought we had a very clear understanding of what consumers are looking to buy and what consumers are looking to use and why they're using certain skincare and not other. Um, And then we decided, okay, it's time to go and and test this on, get some qualitative data and go to focus groups. And And I spent myself, like I went to focus groups with over 200 uh, consumers and the results were mind blowing because we've learned that everything we thought was right was actually wrong. That consumers are very different than what we thought. That they are still using very old school products and they're actually not influenced by the kind of millennial explosion of of beauty brands that existed. And that they want to know more and they want to learn more about skincare, but they didn't really have the access to it and they didn't really have the right brands available to them. Um, And it really changed our entire narrative and our entire perception over like, how do we create this brand? Because in the beginning we were so set on, okay, we're going to create this brand and like, we know what's best for consumers. But then we realized, no, consumers actually know so much better than we do. So we actually created a community of um, over of now it's been close to 10,000 consumers that were a part of it, but um, it was that before launch, it was nearly 5,000 consumers that were a part of essentially every decision we made. So they chose the name of the brand, the packaging, the experience, they tested the formulation prior to launch. They, uh, we don't even approve a single formulation without their, their thoughts and their ideas and their feedback. Um, they chose which influencers and celebrities we work with And we essentially created the entire brand based on their perspective. And we're continuing to iterate and change and pivot based on their feedback. So our community is everything to us. And it's also like very, very important to us because we see them as the heart of the brand and kind of everything. This is the reason why we're here. Like we're here to give them a better product and we're here to give them a better, better ingredients. And we're here to give it to them in in the best possible price. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's so smart to utilize those insights, but you're also getting a customer base who's buying in along the way, right? Um, because they're kind of validating upfront what they want out of what you're giving them. And although having customers kind of vote for stuff isn't necessarily new, but it seems that you're having a much more entrenched relationship with them. So like how much are, how often are you communicating with them throughout the year? All the time. Like, Every day kind of kind of level. Um, we have an app that we speak to them. Um, and like, you know, yesterday I was very interested and in, on a Sunday, very interested in like consumer shifts and mindset mm-hmm. around influencers. So, you know, I immediately text a question and get responses and 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 ask for their thoughts. So they're part, they're embedded into the brand of the level of like we don't make a single decision without asking them. Um, we don't make a single packaging decision without asking them. We don't. Um, we don't approve a formulation before at least 20 to 50 of them test it um, prior to launch. After we approve a formulation, about 300 of them are testing every formulation. So it is so, it is essentially everything in the brand is, is this community and it's it's our heart and it's our soul and it's our guiding kind of compass. 
Yeah. And at a recent uh, Gen Z summit that was held earlier this year, there's a lot of conversation um, with the with that demographic. And for them, they value so much having the opportunity to be at the table. And it seems that that's kind of like the core of, of who Bubble is. What are some of, well, I have two questions. One, what is your um, communication platform of choice? How are you communicating um, with this group? So we are using a platform called Geneva. But we also have different ambassador programs like for ambassador and social ladder that we utilize for the actual for actual like day to day, um, essentially less the conversation, more of like day to day kind of ambassador missions and the ability to create their own coupon codes and their ability to really kind of see how much they're selling and things like that, in addition to just the insights. So what are some of the insights? What are some of the surprise learnings that you've had over the past year? So I can I can actually share a surprising insight. Um, I can share with what kind of the thing that was the most shocking to us in the beginning. We thought when we went into this that consumers really care about how their skin is going to look like a few years from now. That they really care about brands that are you know um, millennial brands and that are selling in Sephora. And when we spoke to consumers and when we spoke to the community, we realized that first, no, they can care less about their skin 10 years from now. Two mm-hmm. is the fact that they don't, for example, they don't go to Sephora. Um, mm-hmm. And they're actually, they actually prefer other retailers because they feel like they're being, you know, judged or they feel like they're being mm-hmm. um, essentially like it's too expensive for them um, in prestige retailers. And it was a really interesting insight because I think, you know, for marketeers living in New York, you see the world in a very, very different, different way. Um, Now, when we talk about like consumer shifts and when we talk about influencers, so what, for example, one of the things that we've learned was the fact that Gen Zers brains is programmed to ignore ads. They just see right through them. Like they don't even, they don't even pay attention to them. Like you can give them an ad on TikTok immediately, they're just going to scroll through. They're just not, they'll completely ignore it. Um, And it's very interesting because, you know, millennials were such the generation of ads that like all the DTC brands could thrive because they could have been spending so much money on, on Instagram ads and on Facebook ads. Um, And Gen Zers are completely different. Like for them, the moment it's an ad, it is not authentic. It's not real. And it's not something that they can trust. Um, and authenticity is everything for them. Like mm-hmm. they, they're all about authenticity and transparency, and they're all about really looking for things that are truly genuine and not just cash grabs. They can see right through that and look for real value. So how do you how do you translate some of that into the in-store experience? Because as you mentioned, right, you're in thousands of doors now, and there's this authenticity that you're bringing from a storytelling aspect when you're on TikTok or when you're doing these um, tests, right. With your, with your, uh, consumers, but now you get to the shelf and you get to Ulta and you get, how are you, how are you communicating that in store? So I think it's definitely one of the biggest challenges. And I think it's a challenge that everything, everyone is struggling with, because when you look at a product that have been invested years and years of product development and submissions and formulations, and really kind of working through creating something really special, and then it comes into the shelf and you're like, Okay, how does this come to life? Um, and especially for us that we try very heavily to um, simplify your skincare routine. We don't believe that you should have a skincare routine of 20 steps. We are actually all about like, let's give you something that is easy and you can follow. And it's something that you could really kind of stick to for the long term. And it's something that, you know, a lot of consumers um, really appreciate, but it also means that the shelf needs to be simplified. Um, I think what really helps us is the fact that 
the consumer journey is no longer just I'm in a store or I'm online. The consumer journey, if in the past they used to say that you need three to four times to um, see a product before you actually purchase it. Now it's actually, especially on Gen Zers that are the savviest consumer out there, um, it's around nine to 12. And the consumer journey is such, you know, it's a, such a long journey because they see the brand on TikTok, then they read reviews, then they see another post on TikTok, then they see a, another influencer posting about it, then they see Instagram, they just see it in the shelf, then they talk to their friends about it, and then maybe they make a purchase decision. And that's something that is such an important thing to note because in the world that the saturation of brands has is like no other and like never before. Um, and there are so many options and so many different, you know, there are over 600 brands and every specialty retailer. Um, you need to constantly think about like the consumer journey before they came to the store and not just what is happening when they're physically in the store. Um, so we constantly do kind of a 360 experience of what do we post on our social and what do we post on TikTok and what, how do we talk to our consumers? How do we activate our brand ambassadors? And we understand that everything is a part of a much, much, much bigger picture and how eventually, you know, the average consumer buys skincare three to four times a year. So how do we really kind of with them throughout their journey and like in the exploration process before they make the decision of let me try this? Absolutely. We just recently did a, our own kind of um, consumer insight survey around beauty and it was across demographics and so not all Gen Z, but simplicity was one of the top things that they were valuing. Um, and also being able to discover and shop by beauty regimen because they want to demystify the experience and really right. Um, and also have something that they can easily take home and do again themselves. Not so complex that it's like, if I don't have a specialist, this can't happen for me. And, and I totally like the, the main point that we saw in focus groups is that they see 50 different products and they're like, what do I do with this? And what do I do with this? And why should I use this? And what's the reason for that? And that is so important for us as a company and as a brand of like, how do we simplify your routine? How do we make it truly easier for you to know what to use and, and why to use it? And for what purpose is it made? Um, and that's something that is constantly in our mindset and in our product development thinking and in our and in our packaging. Um, well, I love the packaging. It's so fun and energetic. And you said that your your consumer base helped um, vote on it. Uh, so what 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 made this win? Like what what was the deciding factor that this was the direction of your your packaging? So it was like such a long process because they were a part of every step. So it started with naming. Then when we had naming, we went to like mood boards and like mood boards with like different color palettes and like different experiences. And then we chose the silhouettes and then we started thinking of like, okay, how does it come to life? And we sent them packaging. What packaging pictures do they like with different examples for colors? Um, and it was it was always like a very clear vote, which I, I found it really interesting. Like they always had a very, very clear mindset of like what they liked. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we're very proud of because we, again, we feel like the packaging is, is very different from what exists in the market. Um, and especially when you look at this, these price points and it also doesn't take the fact that the products are still extremely clinical and extremely efficacious and are truly helping your skin. And at the same time, it doesn't look terrible and it doesn't look basic. It doesn't look, you know, it doesn't look like just something that your, that your, um, your grandmother used. I feel like the personality of the brand kind of jumps out at you in the packaging, which is, which is a lot of fun. 
Um, but it, 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 while you're targeting Gen Z, I think it can appeal to a wider demographic as well, which is no easy feat. Um, you also have a unique approach when it comes to uh, how you think of partnerships, especially influencer partnerships and engaging professional athletes is, is one of the angles that you've taken in really telling the story. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's not, you know, the traditional path a lot of beauty brands take. So 40% of our consumers are actually guys. And that's something. And being, and we specifically and explicitly say the words gender neutral and not um and not just because and, and not just you know gender fluid or something like mm-hmm. that. Because for us, it's like when people ask us who are the products are for, they're for people with skin. Um, that's that's how we we, we always see it and mm-hmm. talk about it because. Essentially, you need to have a healthy skincare routine, no matter your gender. Um, and having such a strong community of, of, of guys using our products um, kind of also shifted the way we look at influencers and the way we look at our partnerships and the way we look at who do we want to partner with. Um, and we were very, very excited about the partnership with athletes and specifically with Justin Jefferson and with Melvin Gordon, because those partnerships were just such a, I think it it was on the one hand, surprising on the other hand it was so natural and so organic because they really loved the product and they really mm-hmm. wanted to use the products and you know being an athlete and sweating a lot and um it actually is can be very challenging on your skin so you need to use a really good cleanser like you need to use a really good moisturizer we are launching um additional products next year but like you need to use a really good spf and that's something that we that we want to educate our consumers about all the time as well um, and it's been, it's been something really interesting because I think it evolved us to a completely different demo and to completely yeah. different, um, completely different just audience. Um, and at the same time, it's just, they love the product and we are such big fans of them that we, it felt like such an organic and beautiful partnership. And it was the first time actually that a beauty brand partnered with an NFL player, um, in the history of the beauty industry. So it's something that we're very proud and very excited about. That's really exciting and very intentional, right? Um, you're not doing it for the glitz of it. Um, it was very intentional, um, which I think goes back to authenticity, right? And what your audience is really kind of see, sifting through um, and really craving is that authenticity from the brand. Um, as speaking of authenticity, one of the other aspects of your brand is, is you have a give back component as well. And I think there's so much conversation that we're just at the beginning stages of, of the connection of wellness and beauty and mental health. And so can you talk a little bit about your give back? Yeah. So we donate um, a percentage of our proceeds to support mental health organizations. We partner with different mental health organizations on different times. So it really depends on what, if it's um, specifically around general mental health, or we want to support specific community, or you want to support the LGBTQ community. Um, we have different initiatives across different elements and different places and different, um, and just different um, organizations. Um, we also have a partnership with BetterHelp and with teamcounseling.com to give our consumers um, 50% off of online therapy. And it's two things that we're very excited about and two things that we're really proud to do because you know, I think the I think the connection between acne and mental health is obvious. I think everyone who struggles with acne knows that feeling that when you walk out of your house and you think everybody is staring at my pimple and that's mm-hmm. the only thing they can see right now. Um, but it is. But I think in general, like there's, it's been a really hard few years, especially on 
Gen Zers, but I think on the world and to be able to really kind of support and really be able to be there for our consumers and focus on, on this initiative is just something that we're very proud of and looking to do constantly more of. Um, well, you have so many insights, right, from this active audience that you have this close-knit relationship with. What's the future of beauty? Like, what are you excited about in the next two to five years? Um, so I think it's definitely going to be a very interesting couple of years. I think the market is obviously, we're entering a very interesting time. Um, there's a recession, there's inflation, um, a lot of things that are influencing so many different things and so many different. And I think consumers in general are looking for value and are looking for high quality products at more affordable prices. Um, and I think recession is going to influence that significantly as well. Um, at the same time, I think the barrier to entry in the market became so low that mm-hmm. so many brands came to life in a way that like never before. Um, so I think it's going to be really interesting to see how everything plays out together and how essentially you know, um, consumers make their choices of what brands they want to be using and what brands are not going to survive through the next few years. Um, but my personal perspective is that this world is going to, 2023 is going to be the year of, of um, trusted recommendations, of one-on-one mm-hmm. recommendations, because consumers are getting so savvy and they can't, they no longer trust influencers. They no longer trust celebrities. Every celebrity comes out with a skincare brand. And the result of that is going to be essentially people are going to trust, you know, their dermatologist, their esthetician, their friends, their family. Um, and it's a really, really interesting kind of grassroots approach that I don't think was as strong in the last few years like it is today and like it is going to be in the next two to three years. No, I totally agree with you. You've definitely seen this big switch and trade down from prestige, but not quite to mastige. It's like they're looking for that in the middle where it still feels that specialness and authenticity, um, but it is attainable for them. Um, but I think you're doing such a great job really resetting the standard of, of, of beauty and um, being really intentional learning from your customer at the end of the day, right? The insights are sitting there and really being able to bring that into the DNA of, of your company and the products that you're creating is great. Um, any last any last things you want to share? Um, time goes by so quickly. Um, I think we're just really excited um, about kind of the future and really excited about bringing more great products of really affordable prices without compromising on anything and really kind of um, be there for our consumers and be there for our community. Well, thank you so much. It's been great getting to to speak to you and also using the products myself, although I'm not Gen Z, but I'm a fan. Um, but thank you for taking the time. <laughs> it, it's keeping me youthful. That's what I'm telling myself. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you for spending the time with us again, everybody. This is Shai Eisenman. She is the, the CEO and founder of Bubble. And, um, we will continue to watch as you continue to unveil new products over the next, over the next year ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you.